0: And welcome to it. Good to have you along on a Wednesday night. Here is how we get rolling right away. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. You want more information anytime about the world of employment law. If this is your first time tuning in, well, I'm going to direct you to a a website right away called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Completely anonymous and free. Lots of information there. And there's something we like to call the severance pay calculator. And what that does is exactly it says in the title, calculate your severance, the correct number, not the number you think it may be or you've been told by friends. This could be critical. If you ever get low, uh, let go rather than your owed severance, you want to know what the exact number should be. There's also the option to reach out to Lior, of course, and his team, one 821 5900 the most positively reviewed employment law firm in the land that would be. Sam Firu to Mark and LLP. So good to have you along on the show tonight. We're going to touch this. If you're an employee, never do this. We'll cover a bunch of those talking points. But first, uh, pal, we always get into a couple issues going on in your world with the week that was. How are you?
1: Hey, John, I am well, thanks, and Good. I am excited to be here as always. Uh, I had a, a session online today on Facebook where I answered a lot of questions about employment law. Well, I'm looking forward to being even busier this evening and, and answering even more questions. So uh, get at it. Call us right now on the show if you're dealing with a workplace prom, if you want to know your rights. And listen, who doesn't want to know their rights? Who doesn't want to understand what their rights are in the workplace? We all have jobs. We all spend most of our time at work. It's important that we know what our rights are, and this is exactly what the show is all about. It's about you, it's about your rights, things that you need to know. Listen, you have one of the top employment lawyers in the province here right now answering questions, that's me, take advantage, call us, I'll tell you what you need to know, and you can walk away with those answers. And of course, if you wanna connect with me off air, you wanna have that personal private chat, phone or email, not a prom, we'll give you that contact information throughout the show, and I look forward to connecting off air as well. But to get us revved up while we're waiting for the calls uh, this evening, let me talk about some situations that came across my desk. Uh, first matter, it's actually a question that I've been asked a lot this week. So we've all heard about uh, government uh, governments, I should say, considering whether or not vaccine mandates should be uh, removed. Some provinces have already done that uh, or are doing it in Alberta and Quebec, etc. And there's even talk that uh, in Ontario, the government may decide to eliminate a lot of the COVID restrictions, including vaccine mandates for, you know, restaurants and and movie theaters, et cetera. Uh, And I expect, you know, my sense is it's going to happen at some point. Well, the question I've been getting is if that happens, if governments, you know, Ontario government say gets rid of uh, vaccine mandates, what does that mean for employers that have vaccine mandates for employers that have suspended or let go uh, of employees that uh, were not vaccinated? Does that change anything for these individuals? So the short answer is that it doesn't change anything. Why? Because ultimately, an employer is going to decide for themselves whether or not they're going to have a vaccine policy or not. They don't have to follow uh, what the government does to the extent that the government says that they've removed vaccine mandates. Now, that means that if you still are working for an employer that wants you to be vaccinated and you're not, you will still probably lose your job. Keeping in mind, of course, and this is important, you are owed severance. Your employer is not going to legally be able to let you go without paying you something, without paying you severance. That could be as much as two years' pay. But the fact that the government may remove vaccine mandates doesn't directly impact your employer. There is no way to, there's no employment law police that can, uh, you know, prevent your employer for imposing vaccine rules in the workplace. It comes down to compensation. So whether now or in the future, if you are let go or suspended because of your vaccine status, we need to talk because, yes, you are owed compensation.
0: And again, by that way, to reach out to uh, Lior after the show anytime, one I know you got another matter, Lior, but we always promise to get to the phones ASAP, and we'll start that right now. Uh, Savannah, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
0: Great. What's uh, What's on your mind?
2: Um, so, my employer put out a vaccination policy in December um, with no um, accommodations, no testing available, just you have to be vaccinated or else. Um, that date was initially February 1st, and I did try getting an exemption, but they didn't accept it, um, and they ended up pushing the uh, date to February 28th, so I'm still am kind of in limbo and I don't know what I can do.
1: So the the reality is this, Savannah, is that, that there's not much that you can do in terms of your employment status other than getting the vaccine. Because unless your employer decides to change their mind or extend the date again, they will let you go or put you on a leave if you don't get the vaccine and you can't prevent that. But if they do that, whether they put you on a leave or let you go, they have to pay you severance. Now, they're not gonna do that. They're not gonna just write you a severance check. We're going to need to push back on that and and, and work to get you that severance. But legally, they're required to pay it. So and depending on the religious exemption, if you had a, a religious leader in your community support you, they may also owe you human rights damages. But certainly at a minimum, they owe you severance. But the first thing that you have to decide, Savannah, is are you willing to lose your job over this? Because there's no way to physically prevent your employer from letting you go. It's only a matter of compensation.
2: Right. I mean, unfortunately, it kind of has ruined the work environment for me, anyways, with like this mandate and them not allowing any type of accommodation. Um, but my question for Severance is I was actually re going over the policy that they had put in place, and I just noticed today, and I've already signed it with the employer who kept pushing me to sign the policy. Um, that it actually said that if you're terminated it would be with cause so that would that mean i wouldn't get severance pay
1: no that does not mean that at all and how long have you worked there for savannah two years two years and what kind of a job and how old are you
2: i'm 22 and it's a office job i work um with products i'm, I'm a corporate sales coordinator
1: so you're looking likely a two to three months pay that's what severance for you looks like if you lose your job or are suspended, let's have a let's have a chat. Reach out to me. But the, the thing to remember is there's actually no way to prevent them from from doing that. Uh, if they do, and you want to get that severance, let's connect right away. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for your uh, time, Savannah. Appreciate that. And to reach out again to Lior and his team, write it down: one eight five five eight two one. Fifty nine hundred, But here and now, of course, 416-870-6400. Be smart like Savannah. Call in, get some answers, and it would be uh, AJ. Hey, AJ, how are you?
3: Doing good. How are you guys?
0: Good, brother. What's uh, what's on your mind?
3: Um, I have an uh, employment agreement from four years ago. I work at a engineering firm in a niche market uh, that has a non-compete clause. I understand there was changes
4: to the legislation. I was hoping go through that.
1: So just so you know, the changes to the legislation really apply to agreements that came into effect after, I believe it was October of 2021. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you signed an employment agreement before October 2021, you said that's a few years ago, then the the new changes in legislation don't do anything for you. They don't help. But that said, regardless of legislation, what our, our courts have said is that most non-compete agreements are not enforceable unless you're an executive or in a very, very specialized position. So it may not be enforceable, but before you were to take a job with a competitor, I'd wanna have a chat with you just to make sure that we dot our I's and and cross our T's, but the new change in legislation that you heard about doesn't actually apply to you. Okay. Okay.
4: Yeah, I actually reached out to your colleague uh, when I
3: um, John Pincus when I got right. this uh, position. So he kind of walked me through it. So I
1: thought there was a change um, since then, but there is nope. a change, but it only applies to agreement, nope. newer agreements after October, 2021.
0: Hey, Jay, appreciate the time. am going to move on down to uh, Matthew. Hi, Matthew. How are you? Uh, I'm bad guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, um, so my, my, my question is, um, we
5: just lost a big contract at work. So uh, we're looking at a bunch of layoffs. And uh, I was looking at the employment standards minimum uh, on your website, actually. Just wanted to clarify something for me. Uh, it says uh, if I do the employment standards minimum that I, I won't, I might not do, but I'm just looking for some definition. Uh, it says I'm entitled to one week or every uh, year I was there for a minimum of eight weeks. But at the bottom, it says a maximum amount of severance pay you can receive. In the latter situation, under the ESA, is 26 weeks pay. So... What would I be entitled to in that? Is 8 weeks, 26 weeks? What does that mean? So I was wondering neither.
4: Elaborate.
1: neither. So the, the ESA only outlines your minimum entitlements, and, and that's irrelevant. So let us let me analyze how much you're owed. How long have you worked for this company? Uh, 15 years. Oh my God. Uh, and what kind of a job, and how old are you, Matthew? Uh, 42, and I am a, I'm a machine technician. So you're looking at a minimum of 12 months of severance, okay? And it could be as much as 14 months. So 12 to 14 months of severance is what you'd be owed. The Employment Standards Act only outlines a small portion of your entitlement, your full yeah, entitlement. The is,
5: I'm unfortunately yeah. in a union. Ah, so okay. Well, that's
1: why I was looking at the... So account. if you're a part of a union and you lose your job, you'd be owed 20 weeks only, okay? Sorry, you, so you said 15 years, 20. so 23 weeks. I'm sorry, 8 plus 15. Uh, If you're part of a union, 23 weeks. Uh, If, in fact, you were not part of a union, you'd be looking as much as 14 months. For you, the Employment Standards Act minimums would be 23 weeks pay.
5: So with 15. So Okay, so how did you figure that out? Again, I apologize.
1: So it would be eight weeks termination pay and 15 weeks severance pay, eight and 15. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Matthew. Appreciate that. Let's get in uh, one more call before we uh, we get to our first break, and that would be uh, Lynn. Hi, Lynn. How are you?
4: Hi, how are you doing? Thank Excellent. you for taking my call. Thank um, you. I, have a, I have a manager that uh, is basically on a power trip, and um, she called me into the office, and I understand I'm not the only one, and she said to me, You're, um, you've been late several times one minute, um, and she wrote me up. Uh, I asked her why she didn't say anything. I didn't think there would be a problem, and I didn't know how many times I was late, but she said, Late is late. One minute, it doesn't matter. And she said, We can terminate you if this behavior continues. Um, but there was no warning, nothing. It was just called me in and wrote me up for it. Is there any law or anything that uh, is related to that? Or is there warnings or?
1: Well, keep in mind, the, the, the write-up is the warning, right? So the write-up is the warning because after that, there's termination. Now, they can let you go for any reason and, and for this reason, but they would have to pay you severance. I mean, you would have to do something pretty bad for them to be able to let you go without severance. Now, the best thing I can tell you is uh, if you think that this is kind of a very minor thing, I would send a, an email saying, you know, I'm confused about this because in the past, no one's ever had any problem with me. So I would have appreciated you telling me if some, if things have changed. Uh, and no one had a problem with when I came in. Uh, that said, you know, I'm going to make sure that I'm in on time. If you do that, you'll make it a lot more difficult uh, for them to let you go.
4: Okay, but it, so uh, it doesn't have to be a verbal warning first. There's it does no, not, no. It no. does not. Okay, thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. Thanks, Lynn. Appreciate that. Any other uh, questions or if it goes any further, you need to reach out, you can do so. 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, hang on, Brian, we'll get to you and you have time as well. More coming up, Employment Law Show. Brian, thanks so much for standing by. How are you?
6: Yeah, pretty good.
0: Thank you. Good. What's on your mind?
6: Yeah, I was uh, let go from my my company closed to December 31st. Uh, I've been there uh, 31 years, I'm 70 years old, and uh, I received one year severance. And then I listening into your show, I found out that uh, it's actually 20, well, two year's severance for that amount of time. Uh, I inquired, looked into, and then I was told there's such a thing as working severance. Like when I was given the notice from January before the company closed till December. So I basically received one year severance. Is that correct?
1: So you received one year's notice and one year severance or just the
6: notice? Yes. No, I received notice on January. Yeah. Uh, The company closed December 31st and I was paid one year severance.
1: Got it. So uh, notice that you get, Counts towards your severance. So, if you're owed two years severance, but you get a year's notice, mm-hmm. that means that you've already received half your severance. So, in your situation, you did get two years—a combination of twelve year, twelve months mm-hmm. of notice, plus another twelve months of payment. So, if you got Even, a total of twenty-four months, you received mm-hmm. what you're owed.
6: Even though you did work and produced correct. obviously
1: it's 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 much better to get paid severance because you don't have to to work right but from a legal standpoint they're allowed to provide notice
6: I did work for the first year
1: (laughs) yes that's what I mean yes obviously it would be better if you didn't have to but legally they can do that they can give you notice instead of severance oh really okay there you go yes
0: Thanks, Brian, appreciate the call and the uh, the information. I thought for sure it was going to be one of those stories where it's like, you know, they gave me 3 months severance, you know, after working for 31 years at 70 years <laughs> old, but I actually stepped up and gave them the full 2 years. It might it might if it's a combination of, of working notice and severance, but yeah, that's that's taken care of, right?
1: It is. And and you know, it's not often that you yeah. see someone getting a year's notice of of termination. But if you do, whether it's a year or a month or whatever it is, that amount of notice counts towards your severance. So, for example, if he's owed 2 years' severance, they can give him two years' notice, Mm -hmm. and then they don't have to pay him anything at the end. In this case, they did a combination, and the overall number results in 24 months of notice and severance. So after 31 years, that's exactly what he's owed.
0: 416-870-6400, the way to call in. Hi, John. Thank you for taking the time. How are you?
7: Not bad. How are you?
0: Loving life. What's uh, what's on your mind?
7: Good, good. Uh, I got a question here regarding about my job. Uh, actually, something to do with my paycheck. I work part time over the weekend, and somehow uh, didn't work out. I've been working there for about almost two years now, and they're doing some changes that putting me more heavy work uh, and. I disagree doing that work and they start to hold my paycheck. Are they allowed to do that?
1: So, but holding a paycheck, do you mean they're not paying you?
7: Yeah, they say, oh, we got a policy that we have to hold like $500 for about 30 days. I say, well, I didn't know anything about that, the beginning.
1: Well, you should tell them that you, it's like you saying, I have a policy that you have to pay me double. I mean, that makes no sense, right? That they can't do that. Uh, that's not allowed. And the best thing you can do, in fact, what you may all, the only thing you may have to do is tell them that unless they pay that to you, you're going to file a claim with the Ministry of Labor. Uh, usually that's going to be enough. If you have to, you can file a claim with the Ministry of Labor because no, it's completely illegal to hold back money without your written consent. Okay? Okay. If you give them consent in writing, fine. Without that, they cannot do that. They have to pay it to you. And usually, if you tell them that you're going to go to the Ministry of Labor, uh, they uh, back off and they pay you. But if not, Ministry of Labor is allows you to, to recover that money pretty quickly. I told
7: them I was going to quit, but I didn't give them anything in writing. So that's the no, reason. Why, why would you quit?
1: Why would you quit? No, I mean, you can quit, but don't quit because of that, right? No, I mean, if you no. Quit for other reasons, for sure. Uh, but either way, if, I would tell them right now, you're going to go to the Ministry of Labor unless they pay you right away. Uh, and uh, see what happens with that.
7: Okay. All right. I'll do that. All right.
0: Thanks, John. Please uh, please follow up with us when this all uh, boils down or at least uh, calms down. We'd love to hear what happened. Uh, Again, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Let's get to the topic in between some phone calls here, pal, and that is if you're an employee, never do this. Here comes number one. Never make assumptions about legal rights or get information from the wrong sources. No kidding.
1: So uh, when, when I have uh, free time, which is not often, what I like <laughs> to do, because uh, I'm, I'm kind of weird that way, is I, I check out our, our social media, Facebook, etc., and I see some people commenting uh, on our, some of the articles that we have, and I, I get horrified. Why? Because so many people post things as, as if they're fact that are completely wrong. They, they talk about, well, no, you only get severance if you work for five years. Uh, They say, no, no, a company can do this or can't do that. And they post that as fact because they believe it. Other people read that and assume that's correct. And they do that on my social media where I'm, I'm a law firm talking about employment law. Bottom line is this. You have to be careful where you get your answers to your employment law questions, where you find out your legal rights. And it's not for some guy posting something on Facebook. It's not from your Uncle Bob. It's not from an article on Google or from a YouTube video. Okay, please. This is especially important these days when we're dealing with vaccines, and, and there's all kinds of, you know, rumors and, and uh, issues that, that people believe. You know, people believe that they saw a YouTube video that says you should give your employer a liability form. Nonsense, ridiculous. Or a YouTube video that says that there's a charter violation if you're let go. No, not at all. Charter doesn't apply to employers. My point is this: it's employment law is important. You have rights, and they're very good rights. Okay, we have some of the best employment laws in the world in canada but if you make assumptions if you get your advice from the wrong sources you're not going to know what those rights are so please be smart about it now I, I i'm telling you to call me to ask questions but that's okay if you don't like me if you think i don't know what i'm talking about then speak to another employment lawyer but that's what you have to do to get answers to your questions to find out about your rights social media the internet google can be a very dangerous place when it comes to your legal
0: rights and even other lawyers that don't practice employment law I mean we we say this on the show all the time you're not going to go to an ear nose and throat doc to get your knee replacement it just you know it's a, it's a it's a different kettle of fish right
1: do your do your homework right when you speak yeah. to someone uh, ask them questions about their experience read their bio uh, see what they've done. You know, if you uh, have a, a lawyer that you use for real estate, don't ask them employment law questions, okay? If you had a lawyer that you were happy with when uh, you got divorced, unfortunately, that doesn't mean that that lawyer can help you with your workplace issue. So definitely, you got to give that some thought.
0: Still some time, 416-870-6400. In the meantime, talking about things you should never do, never accept significant changes to the terms of your employment. Oh, no kidding.
1: So we're talking about things you should not do, and this is one of the main things. If your employer imposes changes to terms of employment, they reduce your pay, or they change your hours, or they demote you, don't just accept it. And the problem with accepting it is twofold. Number one, by accepting it, now you have different terms of employment that you may be unhappy with. Less money, different hours, what have you. But it's much worse than that. Because by accepting those changes, you've given the company the right to do it again repeatedly. So right now you took a pay cut, you know, it was kind of 15%. You figured, okay, I can still pay my bills. It's not the end of the world. No problem. Okay, great. But not only are you making 15% less, by accepting that pay reduction, you now have given your employer the right to do it again. And next time they do 15% and 20 and 30 and 40, you may not be able to do anything about it because you let it happen that first time. So what do you do? Well, you can choose to treat that change as a constructive dismissal. Constructive dismissal means that you were treating it as a termination, now your employer has to pay you severance. And listen, to me, that may be better than than accepting a situation, which means that every few months your employer gives you a pay cut. So don't just accept changes to terms of employment. If you are faced with a change, before you decide what to do, if you want to decide whether it is a constructive dismissal and how much severance you're going to be owed, let's have a chat about it. Very important to keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, that point's an interesting one. It's almost a bit of future-proofing when it comes to looking ahead because, as you said, yeah, you might take a 15% pay cut, which doesn't seem like a lot. For me, it's a lot. I wouldn't do it, but 15% now. But, you know, as you said, if you get let go two years down the road, well, now your severance is based on that 15% pay cut, so it gets even worse at the end.
1: It gets worse. And the same thing, by the way, if you accept a, a demotion, so yeah. you accept a demotion, continue working, then you are let go. Well, now when we assess your severance, we're looking at this lower level position. And remember, the type of job that you have impacts your severance. The more senior a position, the more severance is owed. So very, so that's yet another reason why it's very important not to just accept changes to terms of employment and to at least have a, a discussion and consider constructive dismissal.
0: You know, it's interesting, too, because you mentioned other changes like possibly work location or hours. It may, it may not be drastic. It may, you know, might bite you in the rear end again years down the road. But, you know, maybe you're in the situation where you've been at the job for many years. Like our previous caller there was a 30-year guy. Maybe you're, you're good buddies with the owners. And you've got colleagues. You have lifelong friends. You, you don't want to leave. I mean, can you, can you take it out for a spin and see if it's going to work for you because you, you like the job?
1: Yeah, and and sometimes you're not sure how you're going to feel about the change. You know, kind of your first reaction is, yeah, I don't like this, but maybe it's going to work out. Maybe this new hours are not going to be too bad or this new position is not going to be too bad. So you want to try it out. You're not feeling comfortable to make a decision quite yet. Well, yeah, that's, that's fine. If you're going to try the change out, but you're not accepting it, you're just taking it for a spin, you're trying it out, tell your employer you're doing that, okay? In writing an email, hey, I'm not comfortable with this, but I'm willing to try it. And then give yourself a few weeks, okay? And then after a few weeks, if you you don't want to do it, you still have the option to pursue constructive dismissal, but you have to tell your employer in writing that that's what you're doing.
0: George, you are up. Good evening.
3: Good evening. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, sure. I know our company's coming up to uh, this time of year where they're looking to cut back and being at the age that I am in, the, in 60 and in a big telecommunication company a uh, network specialist. Uh, I make about a hundred grand a year with at least a twenty percent bonus every year, between fifty to twenty. I know a lot of guys have been taking the packages they've been offering, which is eighteen months. But basing it on your base pay, so over the last twenty-two years, I've always had a bonus between fifty to twenty. Now, I guess the question I have is, should it always be with the bonus added? Because they always say, well, it's a variable, but I've never dropped between fifty to twenty. And then should it be closer to two years, being I'm sixty, for example, the so twenty-two years? No union, network special yeah, so... engineering.
1: So severance for you is going to be certainly somewhere north of 18 months, probably between 20 and 24 months. And it absolutely includes bonus. So what we would simply do is, you know, we usually look at about a three-year average. And if on average you make $18,500 a year in bonus, well, that figure is going to be used to calculate your, your uh, severance. Absolutely. And se- same with your, uh, your bonus and your pension contributions and all components of your compensation. Now, keep in mind, though, That applies if they let you go. If they don't let you go, but they're giving you an option, hey, you can stay working or you can take this exit package, well, at that point, the law stays out of that because you can say no, you don't have to accept it if you don't like it. But if they let you go, the law imposes obligations on them, and that is to pay you proper severance, which includes your bonus.
3: Well, that's that's good to know because most guys have been taking it and signing it without the bonus, just whatever the number is as the uh – agreed upon salary. So that's good to know. And I'll, I'll let you know. Cause I think we'll be getting paid soon, to be honest with you. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a big amount, the difference anyway.
1: Oh, for sure. It's huge. And, and now at least you know better. So if it does happen, uh, you know what to look for and I'll be happy to help.
0: Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you, George, and uh, here's that number if you want to reach out later on. No problem, one 821 5900 Moving on down the line, literally, to uh, to Nick. Hi, Nick. Good evening. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good, big fellow. What's going on?
5: Good, good. So I was uh, I was out of school. I couldn't get a job because I never had a job before. So I, worked, I decided to work as a volunteer for a friend's IT company. I was working there for like three months, and then they told me that the voluntary job would go uh, full-time, like a real job, and get paid. So they uh, sent me a contract, I printed it out, I signed it, and I was going to send it to them electronically, but I didn't, um, because they called me into the office. So I just brought the contract with me after I signed it, and I brought it into the office. And at that point, they tell me that the woman that was going on that leave that I was going to be replacing is no longer going on that leave, and so I don't really have a job anymore. But the thing is, I already turned down another job to accept this job that I thought I was getting. And so then I never handed her the contract, I just kept it in uh, in my backpack. And then uh, they handed me this uh, gift card instead, like a thousand dollar gift certificate uh, for Holt Renfrew. And so I accepted that. And uh, I just want to know: Do I get any severance? Am I in, am I even entitled to any severance? And by accepting this gift card, did I accidentally like accept the severance? I like guess for women's clothing, I can't even use the thing.
1: Hey, listen. I mean, Holt Renfrew has nice things, uh, so maybe yep. there's a, a gift you can buy to, to, to someone special. But joking aside. Uh, I've, I've actually seen this happen quite a few times. I've done quite a few of these types of cases. And the key here is the fact that because you believe that you had this job, you, ha- you turned down another job. So because yeah. of that, because of the fact that you turned down another job, yeah, they owe you compensation, probably right around three months pay that they're going to mm-hmm. owe you because you turned down the other job. So th- these cases are not difficult. N- let me throw another uh, wrench in there. Uh, if you are actually working for them, uh, there's really no uh, such thing as kind of volunteer in this context. If you're actually doing a job, despite the fact that you may have suggested it, they may still have to pay you. So you may have already been an employee in the eyes of the law even before. Bottom line, even regardless of that, they probably owe you right around three months of compensation. The fact that you accepted the whole uh, for gift card does not change that uh, and uh, I, I would certainly be happy to help you if you want.
5: Oh right, yeah, cool! All right, all right yeah, great.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Appreciate the call and the number to reach out to get some help for sure. 1-855-821-5900. That's the number for Leor and his team and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Get back to the countdown. Uh, we're talking about things you should never do as an employee. Never accept a verbal termination. How about that one?
1: So here's my concern with the verbal termination. Let me give you a scenario, okay? Uh, employer uh, calls you and says, uh, "Yeah, we're we're letting you go. Uh, nothing in in, in writing, uh, and n- no 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 paper trail. They don't pay you severance. They don't, any be- they don't know any better. Maybe they think they have cause, so you're let go." You call me and I say, "Oh yeah, of course they owe you severance." I contact the company and say, "Pay severance." Company realizes, "Holy crap! We didn't know we had to pay <laughs> severance." Ah let's say that he resigned and because there's no way to to prove one way or another now your situation is more difficult they say you resigned you say they let you go and we're kind of in limbo right so i hate that situation so that's why i don't like uh verbal terminations and you should not accept it but this is easy 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 to rectify all you do if you're called into a meeting you let go verbally You get out of there, you send an email, you send a text, confirming that today at two o'clock you let me go. That's it, done, you don't need a response. By doing that, you're fine, you're covered, you're you're good. So that's what I mean, don't accept a verbal termination, you don't want to get into a he said, she, she said situation. A quick one line text message or email solves that problem.
0: Moving down the line, never resign if you don't really want to, unless you have something in writing.
1: So, resignation, okay, resignation is something that you do voluntarily and unilaterally. So many times an employer may say to you, I expect your resignation in the morning, or you have two options, we're gonna let you go, or you're gonna resign. Well, in any of those situations, your answer should be, I'm working, I'm staying here until you, you tell me not to, employer. Do not resign, because if you resign, You may be giving up your legal entitlements, your entitlements to severance, entitlements to EI. You don't get EI if you resign. You don't get severance if you resign. Why, why, why would you do that? Now, some people, and you and I have spoken about this before, John. Some people believe that, well, I'm better off to resign because there's this big database that, that, that keeps records of why people are not working for a company and I can't have someone say that I was let go. There's no database. There's no safe... Uh, There's no spreadsheet. There's none of that. So there's no reason to think that it's better to resign than to be let go. Now, listen, if you did something terrible, you stole from the company, and they say just go ahead and resign, you may as well resign because you're not going to get compensated anyway. But unless you did something terrible, do not resign, okay? You're going to work until someone, your employer, tells you not to. Then both EI and severance is what you're owed.
0: We're talking about things you should never do as an employee. This one here is one of the first reasons why the show started in the first place all those years ago, and that is never call the Ministry of Labor if you've lost your job. So let's
1: say you're a three-year employee. You've been there for three years. Company's restructuring, lets you go. Nothing bad happens, and they offered you six weeks pay. Okay, you you don't know if that's good, right? So you call the Ministry of Labor. They helpfully give you a 1-800 number to call them. You call them and say, hi there, Ministry of Labor. I was let go after three years. What am I owed? They'll tell you, three weeks. you think, oh, well, okay, three weeks. I was offered six. I'm doing pretty good. Hmm. You accept that six weeks. You sign and you move on. Except that's wrong. You're likely owed about six months' pay, and you've accepted six weeks, and now you can't go back because you've accepted it. Does that happen? Well, it happens daily, multiple times a day. And the reason for that, the Ministry cannot, Ministry of Labor cannot advise you on your full entitlements. They can only advise you with respect to minimum entitlements, okay? They cannot advise or enforce your full entitlements and that's all that really matters. So if you're let go, the last thing you can or should do is contact the Ministry of Labor because you'll get the wrong information. You want to find out how much severance you're actually owed? Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You can use our severance calculator there. It's yeah. free. It's anonymous. It takes seconds. Uh, or call me, and I'll tell you what you're owed, but not the Ministry of Labour.
0: Couple minutes left in the show tonight, so we'll get to, we'll get Aaron in. Hi, Aaron. Thank you for uh, thank you for calling in. How are you?
1: Good. How you doing?
0: Good. What's on your mind?
3: Uh, I just listened here, and I got a question about what a, a situation I was in, where my work uh, switched my shift from start time from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Like, there was no need to. It's somebody else in my shift. I'm a driver, so somebody else took that shift. And if they were allowed to do that.
1: So they change it from what to what again?
3: From 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. start time.
1: So one hour difference.
3: One hour difference a day, yeah.
1: So generally speaking, they can kind of get away with that unless there's a reason why you can't do it. Let's say there's some family obligations or other commitments that you have. You know, you're, you're... doing some other work in the evenings or, you know what I mean? Unless there's something else that prevents you from doing this, they can get away with it. Now, if they were making a big change, like instead of 6 a.m., now you're starting at 2 p.m., no way they can do that. That's a constructive dismissal. This on its own is not unless there's a real reason as to why you can't start at 7.
3: There was, yeah, there, there was no reason they just gave it to someone else. Like they still No, need no, that no, uh,
1: for what all. I mean, unless unless there's a reason that why you can't do it, uh, you know, because you 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 have to be home by a certain time or whatever it is. If there's a reason why you cannot start at 7, then you may have a case. If you're able to, then they can get away with it.
3: Okay, so there's no reason to switch it. They just did. They said they were changing things up. That
0: was it.
1: Yeah, they can get away with a change like that. It's not big enough to be a constructive dismissal. Okay.
0: All right. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate that. Thanks for the call tonight, and that'll uh, – That'll pretty much do it for uh, for us. If we got uh, more time to reach out, uh, you can take advantage of that now anytime. Here's the number to do so, one 5900 email address we always use. You can use help at and the website's got tons of information, free, anonymous, and the severance pay calculator lives there as well. That would be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you in the weekend. More Employment Law Show is on the way, but stick around. Our good pal Arlene Bynan's coming right back with On Point. She's in for Alex Pearson, and that is coming up next in 640 Toronto.